What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Cross wins and loses the NXT title. Brody Lee destroys Cody and Tifa gets uncovered and oh. Fucking Roman Reigns is back. We asked for that. I'm Garrett G. Money Mun. He's Chris the Heat Matthews. And as always, he's the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossman. And this is episode 57 of the WrestleGated Podcast. Man, my asshole really itches. One cell. Is this on? Let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. One, one, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. So what's going on, guys? What's up? Except for my asshole itching, man. Except for your asshole itching? You doing all right? Yeah. You got you got how how many layers of clothes you got on tonight? Uh, this two layers. Two layers. Hmm. Uh, More than usual. If you probably wipe yourself okay? properly, your asshole wouldn't itch. <laughs> you know they make these things called baby wipes. They uh, come in handy. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, awesome. Oh man, so it's been a hell of a week for wrestling. Holy yeah. shit, it has. Oh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. There's been a lot of good stuff and a lot of shit. The shit outweighs the good stuff, as always. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Does it? Maybe. This is debatable. Maybe. We can debate that later. Let's get yeah. into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as always, we are the bad boys of wrestling podcast, and you can follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter with 1D, Pod with 2Ds on Instagram, and Facebook.com, Pod with 1D, and check out Redbubble.com slash people slash Podcast to buy our shit. Support the show. That's the best way to do it. Like we've always said, any proceeds that we get, uh, from our merchandise sales, go directly back into the show to help us produce a more entertaining show for you each and every week. So, got some cool shirts up there, some cool designs. You can get the new WrestleGeddon podcast, Bad Boys of Wrestling podcast shirt, um, which you saw on social media. I posted a, a Who Wore It Better between me and Mini Heat. Mini Heat. Mini Heat. That bastard. Little heat. <laughs> Low heat. Little heat. Well, he's mini heat. <clears throat> Xavier's little heat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you guys got any follow up from last week? 
Um, and except that for like all the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that takes care of that. So let's jump right into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four all right, so we saw Keith Lee debut on Raw this week. We got a little bit of uh, some info as to why he had a new theme song. So it looks like um, WWE is urging talent uh, to change their themes if they're previous if they're made by CFO Money, um, as CFO Money no longer works with WWE, and because the deal that WWE signed with them, uh, they get fifty percent of royalties anytime the themes are used. Uh, so Keith Lee was the first one who signed off on the deal, changing his theme song. Uh, so expect to see more new theme songs. Um, anything post WrestleMania 35 is done by their current artist, Def Rebel. So, yeah, and that new Keith Lee theme song is complete and total garbage, I might add. And so was his yeah. new ring. Yeah, yeah. But like, how many times? So. Well, Keith Lee is awesome, but how many times can we get limitless on his ring attire? Well, <laughs> yeah. he is limitless. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. WWE has also launched a new uh, website for uh, Legends merchandise. It's WWELegendsShop.com. So it's completely focused on the greatest to ever compete in the squared circle with exclusive lines and new releases that can't be found anywhere else. Uh, Legend Shop houses the largest collections of Legends merchandise WWE has ever assembled. So it'll have like stuff like toys, T-shirts, like a whole bunch of the crap on there. So it's pretty cool. And the biggest news out of the week. Uh, PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, if y'all are familiar with them, they do the 500, the PWI 500, uh, male, female wrestlers. Um, they have released their the cover for the issue, and John Moxley has been ranked number one for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I personally don't agree with that, but... I do not either. I mean, yeah. I like... I like especially especially I like, when you look at, like... Well, uh, who number two is? Yeah, yeah. I like I like Moxley. Don't get me wrong. Like, hell, I'd put Jericho podcast, above him. <laughs> but uh, I would I would definitely go with Adam Cole. Right, especially the year Adam Cole has had. Yeah, longest reigning NXT champion. Just phenomenal matchups. It just amazes me, but. I mean, Moxley has made a pretty big impact since jumping to AEW, but mm-hmm. I, I still wouldn't rank him as number one. Like, there's other people on this list that could arguably be number one, like Okada, Naito, Cody, fuck, even Brock Lesnar could be ranked not, number not, one not, over not Cody. Moxley. Not, not Cody. Cody. No, Moxley's had a better year than Cody. Um, I would say like some of the names that kind of like are kind of weird, 
like Bray Wyatt should have been up there a little higher, I think. I mean, I know like the last half of the year hasn't been all that great, but uh, he's had a pretty good year, I would think. Absolutely. Unless you're just counting titles. So they did release the top 25 of the 500, and those are going to break down like this. Um, Of course, number one is John Moxley. Number two is Adam Cole. Number three is Jericho. Four is McIntyre. Five is Naito. Six is Okada. Seven, Cody Rhodes. Eight, Seth Rollins. Nine is Kofi Kingston. Rounding out the top ten is AJ Styles. Uh, Keith Lee is number 11. Twelve is Lesnar. Thirteen is Omega. Fourteen is Reigns. Fifteen is Nick Aldis, who honestly I think should be a little bit higher than 15. He should be at least top ten. Yeah, I mean, he's done more this year Um, than uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, absolutely. Um, Number 16 is Bray Wyatt, who I think should be higher, especially with the um, impact that the Fiend character has had on the business. Uh, 17, Kota Ibushi. 18 is Roosh. Yes, it is pronounced Roosh, not Rush. (laughs) Um, What was that? 17, 18 is Strowman. Uh, 19 is Jacob Fatu, who is um, under MLW. Uh, 20 is Will Ospreay. 21, MJF. 22, Alistair Black. Fucking top of the list. Or sorry, yeah, 23 is Alistair Black. Sorry, so 24 is MJF. Be, he should be towards the top of the list. MJF should definitely be toward, towards the top. Just promos alone. He hasn't wrestled a whole lot this year either. I, I, I mean, he ain't wrestled a whole lot, but I mean, every match that he's had has been fucking like phenomenal. Yeah, that is true. Um, twenty four is Kento Miyahara, and twenty five, which is a crying shame, is Walter. <laughs> right the the amount of mat- the great matches he put on, holy shit. Yeah, but it's based like they rank it based on overall wins win loss records for right. the year. And like a couple other things, I couldn't remember. Is it, is, it, is it this year? Again, though? again, again though. Year? Walter's another one of those people that didn't wrestle a whole lot. That is true. But neither, neither did Kofi Kingston. Right. He haven't wrestled yeah. in a while. Brock Lesnar hasn't seen him since WrestleMania. Roman Reigns. Leo Rush. Roman Reigns. That's he was gone before WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's it's funny how to look at this and you see how many people are actually on WWE's roster that make up the top 25. And even, like, your top four, two are AEW, two are WWE. And even, like, your top ten is two, three, four, five. Five. Five of the top ten are WWE. You got two New Japan and three RAW. I'm reading that. Yeah. So, like, WWE still dominates the rankings. But... Oh, for sure. I mean, it's still the. I mean, AEW is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy AEW when I watch it. But, I mean, WWE <laughs> is still top dog when it comes to the business. Absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of people are going to argue that um, that WWE is not. That's like WWE is garbage, all this other stuff. But when you break it down, 
there wouldn't be an AEW without WWE. Some of these guys wouldn't have the names that they have without WWE, like Cody Rhodes and even Jericho. Like, what was Jericho going to do in WCW? They weren't going to push him in WCW. He had they a better career have. when he jumped. To, they should have, but they weren't yeah. going to. He was nothing but a, a cruiserweight for them. He's a yeah. mid-card level cruiserweight. So that's that's what he was. Like plain and simple. Until he jumped to WWE, he was he literally was just just a cruiserweight. Just a throwaway talent in their cruiserweight division. Then he jumps to WWE, immediately jumps off the bat, you know, interrupting the rock, has a few feuds with Triple H, becomes the first undisputed champion, you know, goes on to do like incredible things in his WWE run, continues to reinvent his character, but like I said, without WWE, Jericho would not be the name that he is. <clears throat> be just another independent talent, indie darling. Eh, I don't know, Jericho. Ah, well, yeah, I guess so. A lot of his this is WWE, but you gotta remember he was part of the the clique that kind of pushed WWE to the top. You know. I mean, that's absolutely. What, that's what pushed WWE to the top is because they saw these guys with talent, and instead of you know pushing, or which don't get me wrong, if they if they had the Hogan's and um, the Macho Mans and all that, don't get me wrong, they'd probably and the Kevin Nashes and the Scott Halls, they'd probably push them to the top of the card too, but you know they couldn't, mm-hmm. so they hired these guys, uh, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero. Um, and you know, let them shine, and you know, I mean, I, the WWE owes as as much success to Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Benoit as they do each other, right? Or the other way around. Damn, Skippy. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> so that's um, that's pretty much it for the news. It's, it was a slow news week. Um, with all the wrestling, um, right? Yeah, (laughs) everything (laughs) else going on. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. I didn't really see too much other stuff, though. And worth reporting, right? (laughs) Yeah, nothing really. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, so with that being said, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with um. Our long ass get in the ring segment. <laughs> Stay okay. tuned. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love, too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box.
ring. Let's talk some SmackDown, some WWE. Let's get it rolling. Uh, let's just as far because we got so much to talk about. Um, as far as like the main shows outside the pay per views, we'll just break down like some of the bullet points. Um, we had uh, the Fiend and Strowman encounter before going into SummerSlam, uh, which infection. Retrofection, retrofaction, Antifa, whatever you want to call them, uh, pretty much interrupted and got completely destroyed by Strowman and the Fiend. And the entire, and the entire locker room. Yeah, then oh, the entire the locker left. room came out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Fiend did leave. And I actually watched SmackDown this week. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. So, um, so we had that happen. Um, the stipulation for Sonya Mandy got changed to a loser leaves WWE match. Um, which we'll get into that when we talk about SummerSlam. Uh, Naomi lost to Sasha, but ended up beating Bailey. I, I don't understand that one. And then uh, Jeff Hardy. Storyline thing. Yeah. So I think Naomi's going to be the next challenger for Bailey. But uh, Jeff Hardy is your new Intercontinental Champion and a phenomenal main event yeah. um, on SmackDown. Right. So that's pretty exciting. That was a great match. It was. Uh, so that moves us into TakeOver, where we had Brizongo beats Legado Del Fantasma and Birch and Lorkin in a number one contender match. Uh, so that they challenged. Good? That was pre-show. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. that, yeah, that was something really that good. wasn't... When we did our predictions, that match wasn't announced. And neither was, neither was Balor Thatcher. and Timothy Thatcher, which Balor beat Thatcher. Which somehow Thatcher losing the Balor at Takeover gets him a shot at Damian Priest, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, who is your new North American champion, uh, winning the ladder match? So we all three of us were wrong on that one <laughs> with our predictions. Right? right. <laughs> so, Can we go back to the Finn Balor Timothy Thatcher match? What did y'all think of yeah. that? That was good. It was a great match. No. Uh, I mean, Thatcher is Thatcher's a great in-ring competitor. Like, I just mm-hmm. I'm just not that big of a fan of him yet. Like, I'm sure he's gonna grow on me. Like, other talent have like say like Matt Riddle. Like, I wasn't a Matt Riddle fan mm-hmm. until seeing him more. Then it's like okay, so Matt Riddle's like really good. I like Matt Riddle, but yeah. it's not like one of those ones where like Finn comes in and he's like instant. Like, oh my god, this dude's amazing. So, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a big fan either, but after this match, wow, like that was good. Yeah, Thatcher's just a real great like catch wrestler, and um, definitely right. embodies. And like, he's really technic- like, technically sound too. Yeah, Thatcher's awesome, yeah. and that that right. match has proved that he's he was pretty solid. But it just kills me because he ended up losing the match, but he's challenging Priest for the North American title. <laughs> yeah, the ladder match was pretty good too. Um, definitely did not see Priest winning that match. Um, as everyone knows, I picked Cameron Grimes to win. So it, it seemed like for a little bit, like he wasn't supposed to, and Gargano was supposed to. If you kind of like look at it, like yeah. it just was like Gargano like kind of fell, and it was just like one of those things where he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I better grab the title." <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like I kind of got that out of it at the end. 
I got to say, going back to the thing with Thatcher about not really being that big of a fan of him, like Bronson Reed before this match, like I was kind of eh, but dude killed it in this match. He was right. by far one of the standouts in this ladder match. Like right down to the, the Bam Bam Bigelow-inspired ring gear, um, to like his interactions with Gargano and Candice LeRae, like when he did the splash off the rope with Candice on his back, just yeah, that was awesome, amazing. Like Bronson Reed is is phenomenal. Uh, hopefully he'll get a run at uh, Priest for the North American Championship, or maybe whoever wins uh, the NXT title, which we'll get into that when we get into our NXT coverage. But um, yeah. Uh, so that was a great match. Takeover overall just was phenomenal. Um, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, McAfee, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever. McAfee antivirus. Put some respect on his McAfee. name. Put some respect on his name, Chris. After McAfee. that match. <laughs> yeah, I was. He was very, very impressive. <laughs> I will say. So, because <laughs> you know we all were not expecting anything out of him in this match. No, well, I mean I putting him, putting him, putting him in there with the uh, talent caliber of someone like Adam Cole really didn't hurt at all. And plus, some of the the stuff that he was doing, like that dive off the top rope uh, to the outside, look actually looked really good, like way yeah. better than what fucking Gronk did at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, like he was just he. You can tell he's got a passion for it. So just just by the way he was in the ring and how he actually took it seriously. No, but um, we all actually fortunately picked Adam Cole to win, so we're we're right on our predictions for that one. Um, <laughs> oh, we lost Carl. <laughs> oh shit! Oh well, just say I'm so, right about Io Shirai beating Dakota Kai because I was. Yes, you are. You're the only one that picked Io Shirai. Carl and I both picked Dakota Kai. It just seemed to make sense with the way that they're building everything that Kyle was going to win that match. Right. But they... No, I they mean, I could see that. I don't want EO, but I think eventually we're going to get EO versus Rhea Ripley. And I think Ripley is going to be the one that takes the title off of Dakota. <coughs> yep, we'll see. Uh, Carl was talking EO Shirai and Dakota Kai and how you and I were wrong. Yeah, I was hoping Dakota Kai would win. Yeah, so um, we're talking. Um, I think possibly Rhea Ripley is going to be the one that takes the title off of the, um, off of EO. Yeah, probably. Just the way they've been building everything. Either that, or uh, we we could see uh, a title run for uh, Mercedes Martinez. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not opposed to that at all. I'm not opposed to it, Maybe. but I don't think it's going to happen. But at the very least, I think there's going to be a little bit of a. Uh, uh, program between her and Rhea, though, especially after this week's NXT, which may result in, like a number one contender match or something. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So our main event: Keith Lee defends the NXT Championship against Kerry and Cross. We were all wrong on this one. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Kerry ends up winning the match. Separated his shoulder halfway through the match and still finished the match and won. It was pretty good and match right. too. It was a great match. Like I really I wasn't expecting anything less uh between the two of these guys. Um considering like you know some across his matches on Impact and Lucha Underground and then what we've seen in the past with Keith Lee. 
So not surprised at all how how amazing this match was going to be. And plus, Scarlett and her Catwoman outfit was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. So. All right. So we were... God, who took that one? I think... I, I think I did anything. just because I think you did. Just I think I did just because EO. I pick EO. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so Garrett That's wins awesome. predictions for that one. Um, we're going into SummerSlam. Um, Apollo Crews retained against MVP. All three of us picked MVP to win that match. <laughs> of course we did. Uh, that got bumped. To, that got bumped to the kickoff show, which is still a good match. Yeah. Great. It just, I, uh, quite enjoy I it, wish so. they would give uh, the Hurt business a little bit more, like, I don't know, give them a few more wins instead of having them lose all the time. Yeah. Well, they, well you have Lashley going against um, uh, fucking Apollo. Apollo this Sunday at Payback, which we'll get into that one talk when we do our Payback preview. I am not opposed to MVP and Shelton joining the tag team division. And oh, having those two go tag titles. Oh, absolutely. And I could like with the hurt business, like you give Lashley the US title and let MVP and Shelton beat the Street Profits for the tag titles. And just let the hurt business run those two divisions. Then eventually have maybe Lashley drop the US title and go after McIntyre with the um WWE title again. Yeah. Or just let Lashley hold both of them. So the, the hurt, like Lashley, as part of the hurt business, is probably like the best thing that they've done for him in a while. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the hurt business is kind of good for all of them. I like MVP as right. a heel, absolutely. Talker. And then Shelton, you know, he just needed a, a new gimmick, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the most underutilized and underrated talents that they have on the roster. Like I was so hyped when they brought him back, and then they paired him with Gable in the tag team. Then they split them up, like just as Gable and Benjamin were getting rolling. So they mm-hmm. split them up, and then Shelton's like just gone off to the wayside and just not used until now. But like the only crap thing is, is they put him in that 24 7 title crap, which he's so much better, better than that. Even our truth is better than the, like the freaking US, the 24 7 title thing. But I mean, I mean you really fun. can't picture it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was going to say, you can't really, with everything that they've done with that 24-7 title with R-Truth, you really can't picture that that division without R-Truth in there. But, right. But, um, yeah, I think they can do more with MVP and the Hurt business. Uh, let's see, we get a SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey retained over Asuka. Uh, we all picked Asuka to win that one. It's kind of really hoping for Oscar as a double champ, but did we pick? Yeah. I didn't pick Oscar over Bailey, did I? Yeah, I got. Maybe Oscar I did. Right? Yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Uh, let's see. That match wasn't bad. I kind of enjoyed that one. Yep. Uh, uh, Street Profits retained over Andrade and Garza, which was another solid match. I uh, said so you guys were, uh, you guys were bitching about the solo cups. Yeah, well, I thought it was awesome. I loved I it. it. was awesome. I, I, it, was so corny, so it, it was so corny. So did I. It was I loved so it. No, it was just Carl that hated it. It wasn't me. I loved yeah. it. 
Garrett's like, you and like all I kept saying, game. all I kept saying, you just don't like the street profits, Carl, and you just won't admit it. Dude, that the match, blue chunks. <laughs> I just I just love the fact that they had like it wasn't just regular size solo cups, like they had the solo shot glasses in there too. It was awesome. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed it. I don't care. <laughs> it was something different, though. Um, we had, yeah, so the Street Profits retained. Uh, Carl and I both picked Andrade and Garza. Uh, Garrett, you picked Street Profits. Uh, and we had Mandy and Sonya Deville, which was a decent match. Like, it wasn't, like, I mean, it's what you'd expect between Mandy and Sonya Deville. Um, so I had that boner <laughs> Uh, this ended up being a uh, loser leaves WWE match instead of hair versus hair. Uh, Mandy, we all picked Mandy to win. And we we're subject to Mandy doing the worst worm you have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. But she had, so a, but she had like a, a nice camel toe the whole match. So we could look past that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and then. I don't know if you guys saw it, but WWE's uh, The Bump, their social media, mm-hmm. shared the image of Otis holding up Mandy next to an image of Macho Man holding up Elizabeth and called it two of the greatest WrestleMania moments in WWE history. Oh, my God. Why did Otis run out with the money in the bank briefcase? Like he was <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna cash it in on Mandy. Right. Oh yeah. That's the only title he ever needs. <laughs> but the, the sheer fact that there's two of the greatest WrestleMania moments ever. One, we all know that that was SummerSlam, not WrestleMania. Right. And two. Mandy and Otis do not hold a candle to Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. To even have right. the audacity to do that is just, oh my God. So, but, you know, 20, 30 years from now, kids are going to look at this and go, oh my God, Mandy and Otis were so iconic. No. Well, we're sitting there like, well, we're sitting here oh. like what the fuck is wrong with you kids? <laughs> oh, fuck those little kids up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, so we go to the next match, which is uh, Seth Rollins uh, defeating Dominic Mysterio. I have to say, I was very impressed with Dominic Mysterio, considering like Agreed. he hadn't done shit like, building up to this besides beat Rollins down with a kendo stick. But mm-hmm. like the, the stuff that he was doing in the ring, like you can tell this kid's had like, years of practice, like years of training with his dad. So he's yeah. very, very impressive in the ring. Same thing when he, and when they tagged together on Monday night. You know, it was yeah, he, I was very he impressed. Did it he did pretty decent. He did pretty decent. The only thing I didn't like about that match was there was like too much of like I wish like they wouldn't have the whole family outside the ring and shit. It's just too yeah. much distraction. Oh, I'll have to agree with that. Like I can see like. Ray being at ringside, and I could see, like, you know, okay, so his mom came out just out of, you know, concern because, you know, her son was getting shit kicked out of him, and her dad's, like, his dad's, like, standing there, like, 
I'm not getting involved. Like, he wants to do this on his own. I'm going to let him do it on his own. But be honest, though. That's like a shit move. Because, like, what if Rollins set him on fire or something? Like you're saying, you're not. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or, like, Rollins put out, like, a barbed wire wrapped, uh, like, care or something. Like, come on now. Interfere, man. That's your son. I'm sure he would have interfered at that point. But, um, yeah, that's but Dominic's Bob, got a hard uh, wire wrap chair. I like it. Dominic, I, I think one of those. <laughs> Dominic's got a bright future ahead of him. So, I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely going to carry on the legacy of the Mysterio name for quite some time. So, so who was who was more impressive and impressive to you, uh, McAfee or uh, Mysterio? Between the two of them, considering McAfee's only had like a few weeks of training. I McAfee was definitely a little more impressive. I think yeah, it was you, for me too. Was, like, yeah, me and Carl were talking about it, and we kind of like came to the same kind of conclusion yeah, with that. Because when you have someone like your dad's fucking Ray Mysterio, and you've been training with your dad for years, because that's what you want to do is be a professional wrestler. Like you're gonna have an edge on someone like McAfee who's not who doesn't have that you know generational lineage to just go out and seek, hey, dad, can you train me? You know, that's not going to happen. So, you know, but you can tell he was putting in work at the performance center, learning how to do stuff, learning how to hit spots, uh, where, you know, Mysterio's probably got a ring in, like, in his backyard teaching his kid, so. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely, definitely McAfee was, uh, the two of them was definitely in the the more impressive one. Not to take anything away from Dominic, but he still did a, a stellar job in that matchup. But McAfee definitely had the the more impressive uh, match with Adam Cole. So. <clears throat> and uh, Carl and I both picked Seth Rollins. Uh, Garrett picked Dominic. So we're tied off again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next match, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Asuka defeats Sasha Banks in a pretty solid matchup for the life of WWE. For for the life of WWE, Sasha cannot hold on to a title once she wins it. Great. Like, it's always her first. (laughs) It was a good storyline, though. It was. It was pretty. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was the match of the night for me, though. Definitely was, and you can see like the look that Bailey had on her face when Asha when um when Sasha lost, <clears throat> like it was almost like a look of disappointment or like a look of like like disgust that that Sasha lost that match to Oscar, where she had just literally defeated Oscar like thirty minutes before this match, or maybe like an hour before, somewhere around there. But <clears throat> but it's like anytime Sasha gets a title, her first title defense. She loses it since she's been on the main roster. Yep. Um, I think she'll take just, the title off of Bailey. I think that's what's going to happen. Eventually, we're going to get Bailey versus Sasha. I mean, we've been saying that for a while now, but it's definitely what they're going to. So, but we'll see what happens after um, payback when they defend the uh, the tag team championships. And we'll get into that too because that's really annoying. Um, so Carl picked Sasha, Garrett and I both picked Asuka, so that, uh, bumps, uh, Carl out of the runnings here. <laughs> no, I got two matches to, uh, catch back up. 
Well, yeah, but one match we all got wrong, and the other one you also got wrong. So, no, well, fuck you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, McIntyre defended the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. Uh, McIntyre retained. Great matchup. Like, no finisher was hit in this match. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah, know but the finish. The finish of the match was why it wasn't match of the night. Yeah. Because of the backslide? Yeah. If yeah. He hit it, How do it, you – f- come on. Because, one, Chris, they did the roll-up, surprise roll-up in the uh, Bailey-Oscar uh, match. Like, Bailey hit the surprise roll-up. So, like, you can't do the surprise roll-up or backslide <laughs> in the same night. But if you but if you look at how this match broke down though, and like how each one was like expecting each other's finishers at any given time, that's really the only way you could do that match is by with like a backslide or a roll up to get the pin, and that saves both or, of those guys. Or you could do a chair shot, uh, a referee bump. But then they would have got thing. the chair shot. They would have been DQ'd. A referee bump, Chris. He bumped a referee. He doesn't see the chair shot. Hey, I'm I'm cool the way the match ended. So <laughs> I mean, I'm I cool. Was, I'm cool with it. I think I'm it was cool good with story. it. I'm just saying good storytelling. I'm cool with it. I'm just saying, like, if it was a different finish, it probably would have been a match of the night because it was a great match. Yeah, it's this. You know, okay. you already did the surprise roll up out of nowhere. Like you can't, you can't do another surprise roll up. Right, gotcha. I think eventually we'll get another match between uh, Orton and McIntyre. Probably. Probably after um, whatever pay-per-views after payback. It'll probably be next Sunday. Yeah, like two weeks later. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, McAfee said he wanted to wrestle him, so. I mean, not McAfee. McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> he said McAfee. McAfee is like, yeah, fuck you, Randy. <laughs> he'll wear his heel match, damn it. <laughs> While I was That's punting awesome. footballs, he was punting heads, damn it, and I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's come out there. That's my one. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, the main event we had Braun Strowman take on the Fiend. Um the biggest thing with this match, um, aside from the Fiend becoming the new universal champion, there was no Alexa Bliss. Uh, which was kind of shocking to me that she wasn't involved in this match at all since she's been involved over the last few weeks as part of the build up for this match. For the storyline, yeah. yeah. But they had bigger plans. Bigger plans with the return of the big dog. Wreck everything and leave. The leader of the New World Interaction. (laughs) Okay. So, aside from Roman getting involved. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, we all picked Orton for uh, McIntyre versus Orton. So, we're all wrong. Um Besides Roman getting involved, I enjoyed that match with the Fiend and Strowman. Mm-hmm. I don't I think it was bad. I thought it was. I thought it was a good main event for the pay per view. Um, I think probably mm-hmm. McIntyre and Orton would have been a better main event, 
But with Roman coming back, I can see why they did that instead. <clears throat> Him and his his shiny new teeth. Because you know everybody knows Orton and Mc, uh, McIntyre will beat the fuck out of the fucking uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> but um, is the other thing aside from Alexa Bliss not being there, but with Roman, it seems like we're possibly if they continue with what they're doing, it seems like we might get the that badass Roman Reigns that we should have gotten to begin with. Like this one that we should have had all along instead of him being like John Cena 2.0. Like it just seems like now he's like ass kicker Roman Reigns. So the thing is, he's he's not badass though. But this is where they can save it all. If they make him the leader of Insiguri, because everybody <laughs> hates Insiguri, everybody hates him, make him the leader of them so everybody will hate him. He'll be yeah. a heel. Give him the title. Everybody will want to see everybody on the roster take the title off of him. Absolutely. That's the only way to save it. But if he's like some kind of hero that just wrecks things and leaves, fuck it. I'll watch AEW. Yeah. So let's let's talk about retribution with what we possibly know as you know we're going to give a little bit of a spoiler before we get into raw um well it's one of the the key points for raw was um the mysterios versus rollins and murphy um so retribution ended up interfering in the match the match was a no contest but if you look at the members of retribution that were on raw i think we finally have the finalized talent that's going to be part of this group um, so it looks like, let's see if I can find that picture that I sent you guys. It's not Funk, right? It's not Terry Funk. Sorry. What about Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega's not one of them? It's not Kenny Omega. Shit. And it's not Hangman. Cody Rose? <laughs> it's not Cody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got... <laughs> You're not Jim Cornette. <laughs> It might, it might be Jim Cornette. I think one of them had a tennis racket. So, <laughs> so the the supposed names for this group, um, we'll start with the women. It's supposed to be Caden Carter, Boo. Mia Yim, okay. and Chelsea Green. Eh. Yeah, that that's my thoughts exactly. Um, and the men is Shane Thorne. Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. Nah. So I'm not like uh, I like Dijakovic. I like Mia Yim. Um, Caden Carter's not bad. Shane Thorne's not bad. Chelsea Green's not bad. Dio Madden, like I've we've never actually seen him wrestle. Um, I did see him at the NXT event here that they had at the the Durham Armory last last year, but he was using a different name. Um. Like outside of Yim and Dijakovic, like really, like these are the people that you decide to put in this group. Like, what do these guys have to offer? Well, I think with the theory of Roman having, you know, that wreck everything and leave, which is pretty much, you know, Retribution's MO, why not have Roman be like the 
leader. the like surprise leader for retribution. Or one direction. One direction. <laughs> I I honestly I think that would bring some legitimacy to the group and make them more of a threat having a bigger name as as their actual like their leader of the group or part of the group. Or or you know what if it's the Mean Street Posse and they're just mad at Shane for starting Raw Underground and not inviting them? (laughs) Some of those guys were not fat enough to be the Mean Street Posse. Definitely, definitely not. There was no, there was no one the size of Pete Gas in there at all. So. <laughs> well, they get bigger. They get bigger as the weeks are gone, Chris. <laughs> so I think that's what we get next week. On uh, next week, it's gonna be Bronson Reed. <laughs> so they're gonna resurrect Yokozuna and make him part of the group. Bring back Rikishi. <laughs> oh man so with that as part of raw with mysterios and them attacking so like i said we finally get a, a look at what may possibly be the final roster for the final lineup for retribution uh we had a few different things uh we had bailey and Shayna baszler go to a night no contest as nia jacks attacked uh which is going to set up something later uh which appears that we uh, apparently, Naya and Baszler now don't want to kill each other, but they're going to be tag team partners. And well, going I to... think they just want to kill each other. It's just like a. Um, but they want to kill like Bailey and Sabu. Like, you, you, wanna... know, you don't have to like your tag team partner. They just want to kill Bailey and Sasha more. Yeah. So they're going to challenge Bailey. Yeah. So they're going to challenge Bailey and Sasha at. Um, Payback for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, which I like. I don't understand why we've been building up the Riot Squad and the Iconics just to not even put them in the tag team title picture. Like, why instead of having a six woman tag match, just put Bel Air and Vega in a singles match and have the Riot Squad and the Iconics a number one contenders match and have whichever one wins that take on Bailey and Sasha at Payback. Like, Stop trying to make I, too much damn sense. How about that? Yeah. So. <laughs> too much sense, Chris. Yeah, That's why you're just, not in WWE creative because you keep coming right. up with fucking good ideas, okay? Man, <laughs> fuck me and my good ideas. <laughs> 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 All right, folks. Uh, we had some uh, technical difficulties. Um, I think insurrection, infection, retribution, uh, someone kind of tapping into our into our feed here and really doesn't want us, you know, talking about wrestling anymore, apparently. But I say fuck them and we're gonna keep this train rolling. Um we're getting into Monday Night Raw, we we're talking about or- Randy Orton and the Keith Lee match, um, which ended up going to a no contest as McIntyre interfered in the match. Um basically McIntyre just beat the shit out of Randy Orton. Right. Yeah. They just beat the shit out of each other, to be honest. Pretty much. But then we get kind of went back and forth, especially all night. But then instead of giving us rain announcing Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre again for payback, now we get Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. 
Which will be good. Right. Oh, it'll definitely be good. It just kind of boggles my mind. Well, at least they're not doing another rematch. We're getting something different. But I think Drew McIntyre is still going to get involved somehow. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Some kind of interference or, you know, maybe he'll be in the stands and buy a ticket and then, like, the police arrest him or something. You never know. But WWE. Right. Oh, that's right. They're not selling tickets. Maybe he'll be on like the uh, <laughs> um, the uh, Thunderdome. He's, you know, he's, he's gonna the thunder, like, uh, time, like fuck you, Randy. He's be fuck you, Randy. Backstage on Thunderdome. <laughs> Randy gets Randy gets distracted uh, from the fucking uh, static or on the, his, uh, fucking. <laughs> or every single screen in there changes to a picture of Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah. Right, that's great. Uh-huh. It's just him flicking them off. Or uh, is Drew McIntyre supposed to be Scottish? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like everybody on there just like turned to like Scottish fans and they're like, "Randy, you suck." <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> oh, they're playing the bagpipes. <laughs> Jeez. Mel Gibson comes out. <laughs> <laughs> With face paint. (laughs) Awesome. So we had that. uh, Then we had the uh, probably like one of the worst Lumberjill matches ever uh, with Asuka uh, retaining against Sasha Banks. What the hell is going on with that match? (laughs) I I don't know. Right. They had like two or three outside of the ring like spots where Asuka and Sasha are fighting outside the ring. And it's like, uh, ladies, I think they're supposed to throw them back in the ring now. <laughs> 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 uh, man. This would be the, the perfect can... time for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how this match works, right? <laughs> <laughs> Grab them, put them back in the ring. This is what you're supposed to do. Not just not stand there and watch. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping Otis would come out and like cash in his money in the bank to be a lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, lumberjack! <laughs> oh yeah, lumberjack! <laughs> oh man, then we had um. The main event saw uh, Ray Mysterio, the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray, uh, taking on the team of Rollins and Murphy, uh, which ended up going to a no contest as Retribution um, interfered and beat down the Mysterios as Rollins and Murphy watched from the stage. Um, we're pretty sure. I think we touched on this earlier. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, we had. Some type of technical difficulties, so I can't remember if we talked about um, who Retribution was supposed to be. I think we did. No, we did. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so basically, they just went in on the Mysterios and just beat them down to the point where it was like, "What the hell is the point?" And then posed as the the show went off the air. Carl's favorite infection. Yeah. I love uh, what Garrett call it his erection. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man. Then uh, the uh, few raw underground segments we had, basically the Hurt Business just, just destroyed everyone um, to the point where there's one point where Eric and Ivar ended up going in on the Hurt Business, but ended up getting beaten down. So man. we'll probably see something there next week on, on underground with um, the Viking Raiders and the Hurt Business. Nope. Mr. Steel, Mr. Steel, your girl, Ivar. Mrs. Steel, your girl, Ivar. Nothing compares to Ivar and a turkey leg. I don't know. Have you met Big Apparently. Dick Lashley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. He'll, give you a tur- he'll give you a turkey leg. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! (laughs) Right, that pretty much uh ran down raw. Uh, jumping to NXT, of course, we got Wade Barrett back on commentary. Um, super psyched about that because um, we all loved Wade on commentary for NXT for um, not NXT NWA. (laughs) There was something that I noticed. He did kind of make a uh. Had a little bit of a NWA slip. Uh, it was later on in the night as um, Undisputed Arrow was beating down Drake Maverick, and he called them the wild cards. <laughs> the wild card. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, all right. So that's cool. <laughs> Got to give him some credit there. <laughs> but um, uh, we kicked off the show with Karrion Cross relinquishing the title. Uh, I, it sucks. I mean, but you know, if that his separated shoulder is that bad that they had to relinquish the title, um, but he did it with such like conviction, like during that entire promo that he did, it was just freaking amazing. Like that was probably like one of the best, um, unfortunate like situations that they had where someone relinquishing the title. That was probably one of the best promos that that I've seen around that type of situation. And then yeah. he probably still could wrestle. It's probably just WWE that doesn't want him to wrestle. Yeah. And uh, right. having Scarlet out there didn't hurt at all either. So. Yeah. And then I heard he had like a ankle tattoo that got like an infection and uh, has to get like a skin graft. <laughs> and that's why I can't wrestle. <laughs> But this could be Reddit going, you know, nuts or something, you know. Yeah, or maybe. it could be true. You know? <laughs> but um, the the end of that promo though, when they uh had the hourglass and the NXT title in the middle of the ring with like the smoke and the spotlight on it, which is freaking, it was an amazing shot with that. And then um, as they walked up the ramp, Scarlett put her hand on the screen, and like the whole like logo just like went up in flames and it was pretty awesome. So, a lot of great imagery during that promo. So, and that, I think that really helped um, drive the point with uh, carrying cross. So, really enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. So we go to carrying cross relinquishing the title into Brizongo becoming the new NXT tag team champions, defeating Emporium. <laughs> yep. So yes, this is um Tyler Breeze's first. 
Uh, Tyler Breeze's first WWE title with as long as he has been involved with WWE, this is his first title. So crazy, especially all the like matches he had in NXT. Absolutely, title. It's crazy to think that, and the talent he, he is. Absolutely, like I said when we we're talking the other day, if Breeze did not get called up to the main roster, um, I'm almost 100% positive he would have at least ended up as North American champion at some point. Yeah. I, since I, I introduced that title. Or or I don't know why he just didn't buy one when they had that 50% off sale. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or just have someone give him a title, you know, like Brian Cage. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that comes out on WWE as the TNA... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. He brings out the yeah, uh, the what, up up, the up up down what, down championship. That's what he could do. Like, uh, like don't Vince McMahon own like some of these old like promotion like names and stuff? Why don't he come out with like you know like the the, the old AWA title, like the Jim yeah, Rocket or something title or. Oh, the, the Pacific, the Pacific Northwest title. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar camp, baby. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, awesome to see Brizongo with the tag team titles. I mean, it's something that they should have had on the main roster when they run on SmackDown. Uh, just unfortunate that they never pulled the trigger. On the fashion police, um, with a SmackDown title wrong, but then we move on from that to the return of Tommaso Ciampa, who completely obliterated Jake Atlas. Like that, at least those two widows Bella DDTs um, into the stairs. Just man, like Ciampa is one sick son of a bitch. They take him off on the stretcher. Yeah, they had to stretcher. They had to stretcher waiting like two seconds from the freaking stage, waiting for him. Oh, they're ready. Right oh yeah, they were ready. Oh yeah. Oh, it was ready for they him. Come out and yell! And I'm like, hurry up, hurry up! And then like, hurry up, hurry up! Throw the threw the X up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the exit's the other direction. Right. What the hell's up? <laughs> Oh man, uh, that was pretty awesome over the fiend uh, in the back of that ambulance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just the the guy. I don't know who the fuck that was, but like, yeah, it was, like, was it Adam Pierce, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was like, it was Adam Pierce? Come on, there's um, Sanjay go, Dutt was involved go. in that too. You're going the way. So, like, what, what's the craziest about it, right, is, like, he got thrown off the thing, so he could possibly have a neck injury. So, like, the first thing you would want to do, like, you wouldn't tell the paramedics, like, hey, let's get him up. Let's lift him up. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's the wrong protocol. <laughs> the funny, the best part about that, though, is, like, I was watching it. I, like, my wife's sitting there. I'm like, this is, like, just the right amount of time for him to change into his fiend attire, like yeah. throw the mask on. Like he's probably got the gear on underneath the clothes that he has on now. So, yeah. 
And sure enough, red light in the ambulance, and he's standing there. I was like, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it was pretty cool, though. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... So Champa completely destroys Jake Atlas. Um, I will say I love the mask that uh, Champa had on when he made his entrance to the ring. That was freaking awesome. Yep. Um, then we had Shotzi take on Mia Yim. It was initially supposed to be Mia Yim versus Mercedes Martinez. But uh, Robert Stone and his uh, grandma glasses came out and said, you know, Mercedes wasn't going to wrestle him, wrestle Mia. And then Shotzi saves us all from Robert Stone. By running him over for the third time with her tank, <laughs> and it's it. and it still took ten officials to lift a ninety pound tank off of him. <laughs> yeah, those oh, tanks man. are heavy. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you know, he's benches more than ninety pounds. He could have got that off himself, <laughs> right? Probably, or at least pulled his leg off from underneath it or something. It's a kid's toy, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but the uh the biggest news coming out of NXT Wednesday night. Um next week we are gonna have a 60 minute fatal four fatal four-way Iron Man match for the NXT championship. So the participants announced for that match are gonna be Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole. Yeah, you know Bebe. what my prediction is? Bebe. Otis cashes in and makes it a five way. Uh, that was my that was my prediction. Uh, but my, my prediction today is actually they're going to up the Annie's and make it a hair versus hair versus hair versus hair match. <laughs> well, they don't all have hair in that match, so it kind of wouldn't be fair. Well, they're they're going to shave Tommaso's beard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hair versus say- hair. Versus beard versus hair. <laughs> uh, but I don't think Carl was specifying what type of hair. Yeah, I didn't specify right. what type of hair gets. It's going to be ball hair. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, a, look, that's, look. hey, you know what? Carl will sign up just to shave all their balls for him. <laughs> yeah, I would. But um, uh, remember, did you ever see like, uh, was it Jackass 1 or 2? I can't remember where they shaved their balls and then they made the dude's beard out of it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. That, that should be the Unfortunately. That should be the situation, like, whoever, like, gets eliminated first, like, everybody shaves their balls and makes the other one wear it as their beard. <laughs> Loser has to wear a ball hair beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's oh, fucked up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right, so we go from that um, to Santos Escobar retaining the Cruiserweight Championship over Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, basically... Santos retained this title with a loaded mask. Like he goes out to the outside after Mendoza creates a distraction, puts a mask on and headbutts um, Scott and just completely knocks him out. And then just, you know, rolls in the ring and pins him to retain the title. Yeah. Freaking crazy. Like, I like you think of like brass knuckles, like a loaded purse, a shoe, um, 
Mongo McMichael's Halliburton suitcase, briefcase, and then like you go to a loaded mask, or like, and then you can even throw yeah. on, like the loaded cast and all the other stuff. I, mean, I too, thought, but... I thought uh, Rey Mysterio always loaded his mask. Like he won like way too much. <laughs> I think he was cheating. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. He he probably had metal. He probably had steel toe boots on. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, <laughs> took a lot of tips from Eddie. <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit earlier um, about Kyle O'Reilly and Drake Maverick. Um, the undisputed era beatdown. Um, O'Reilly ended up beating Maverick in their matchup. Um, Roddy and Bobby Fish came out and they were putting the boots to Maverick. But uh, O'Reilly kind of stood back and didn't get involved in the beatdown. He was kind of very hesitant and then tried to pull them off of the uh, Maverick as well. Um, really didn't do him any good because uh, Killian Dane hit the ring to make the save for Maverick. Maverick tried to thank him but ended up eating a clothesline for his troubles. Hmm. Did Bret Hart come out? No, Bret Hart didn't come out. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, the main event saw Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeating the team of Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Um, the end of that match came after uh, Ripley got pulled off the apron by Mercedes Martinez, uh, which allowed Gonzalez and Kai to pick up pick up the win. On that, uh, so that's going to wrap up the majority of the week. Uh, let's get into payback. We've got uh, we got five matches announced. I didn't um, announce a match. Um, yesterday or this morning, actually, uh, we're actually recording uh, on Friday night right now because uh, of the technical difficulties we had Thursday night recording. So um, they did drop a new match on there. And so the matches we have listed so far for payback are, of course, universal title match between Roman, the Fiend, and Braun Strowman, the Women's Tag Team Championship match between Bailey and Sasha and Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler, U.S. title match with Apollo and Lashley, uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton and the Mysterios uh, taking on Rollins and Murphy. So we will. Well, um, so since we're recording on Friday night and I have watched uh, a little bit of SmackDown, we're not going to go through all of it. We'll go through most of it. But I wanted to bring two things across that happened that I know neither one of you watched about watch, and I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on it. So one being. So there's a segment with Bailey. It kind of goes with these previews anyway. There's a segment with like Bailey and Banks, and they're like in the ring, and they're like Bailey's like taking the blame, but she's really not. And you can kind of see in Banks' face that like she knows it's Bailey's fault, and she kind of says that because uh, uh, Baszler and Jackson up getting on like the TV or whatever and like talking trash or whatever, but like Banks basically says that at payback she's going to get retribution for what happened yeah she well she did use that word but it kind of made it play off of her she's going to probably end up attacking bailey at some point in that match she's not misdirection oh no but anyway the best part so the whole night they tried to get all the con- people to sign the contract and uh-huh. We were talking a little bit before the thing, but they had Roman as the last person left. 
and they hit a really big bombshell because Paul Heyman is Roman Reigns' mouthpiece now. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, he started talking at the end, and because he started talking about how he was going to win, and then you just see Paul Heyman kind of plop his head around sitting next to Roman. So I think that's a pretty good indication he's going to be healed, which is what we all want. Absolutely. Thank fucking God. Maybe I'll actually like Roman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Won't like him. We'll right. hate him uh, always. Um, right. I said it last night in the podcast, but um, yeah, uh, I think since everybody hates Insurrection and everybody hates Roman Reigns, uh, Roman Reigns should be uh, their leader. Uh and give them the title, and everybody will watch uh, anyone go up against them to try to take it off of them. Nice. Is he going to be the insurrection champion? Uh, <laughs> yeah, or maybe, or hell, maybe Brock will come back, you know, and be <laughs> be tag team partners and like, take over the tag team division, beat the street profits. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> awesome. So that, that's kind of exciting with uh with Paul Heyman with uh Roman Reigns. And you, that's yeah, more so. than likely that's probably a Heyman idea. Yep. You know it yeah. is. He's probably been pushing to be Roman Reigns this mouthpiece for a while. Yeah, especially if they're going to make Roman heel or at least make him more badass or push him to be like a, um, like just a monster and a machine like Brock Lesnar. Like, just don't let him talk very much and just let Heyman take care of everything for him. I think that's honestly the best thing that they can do. Or have him come out in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so that, huh? okay, so let's get into um, let's take a look at payback. Um, there were some of the matches that we have. Um, obviously, a lot of it was more was set up tonight. Um, on SmackDown, um, there's probably I wouldn't be surprised if they add um, Jeff Hardy and uh, Sami Zayn with the results that happened on SmackDown tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, with Sami Zayn taking out Jeff Hardy after his match with Nakamura. Um, but we'll go yep. off with the matches that we know that are confirmed. Uh, do you so have my picks? Give... I do have your picks. Because I have no down. fucking clue who I picked because I'm spontaneous. <laughs> 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 yes, I, I keyed everything in last night. Okay. Um, as we were um, initially going through all this stuff, but you know, our, uh, Retribution, rebellion issues. If I if, if I go if I go different from my picks, just let me know and I'll go back to my record pick. Okay, it's all good. All right. Uh, so I'm just double checking to make sure there's not anything. Oh, actually, um, King Corbin versus Matt Riddle is on here as like a. Match that's as well. probably going to get added. They talked. They talked about that a lot. I think that's going to be added. So you could yeah, add that. 
Because he challenged him last night, or he challenged him like tonight, and he acted like he was going to accept it. But I don't think they've made it official yet. But it's more than likely on the card. It'll right. It'll be, be like, like a last minute talking thing. Smack. It'll be on the pre-show. Oh, oh right. And it'll be on like the pre-show or something. Yeah, they'll probably confirm it on like Talking Smack or something like that. So. Either that, and I think they're going to confirm the the Sami Zayn thing too, because he's going to be uh, on Talking Smack as well. Well, the only yeah. only way I'd want to watch that match is if like King Corbin died in a fire, and then like, damn, that was a cool match. Died so, in a fire? <laughs> so wait, you're telling me you don't like King Corbin? I don't like King Corbin. Wow, he's like one of the I, best heels on the freaking freaking be, best heel, know. really. Yeah, really. I like Baron Corbin. I don't like the King Corbin gimmick. So, right. I liked him like when he was just like the like the lone wolf type character. Right. Um, Agreed. But, well, he does have he does have one of the best finishers on the roster, though. I will say that. Oh, definitely. I think he's all like, right. If he's listening, okay. if you're listening, King Corbin, you fucking suck in your garbage. So I take it you're uh, you're picking Matt Riddle for this match. No, I didn't say I was picking Matt Riddle. I, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, WWE. WWE is probably gonna have King Corbin win. It'd be some kind of like King's Ransom shit, where <laughs> Mighty uh, Little G, uh, Little G, <laughs> the G spot. Was it gone by now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> The, po- the pocket pussy is going to fucking interfere. <laughs> hey, King Corbin, oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm putting you down for Corbin. <laughs> I'm going with Matt Riddle because I don't see Baron Corbin beating Matt Riddle. So. <laughs> uh, I'm also going with Matt Riddle. <laughs> So another recently announced match, uh, the Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy. Um, what do you guys think? So Dominic did the right thing and got the loss. Um, uh, his first match against Rollins, you know, showed respect to the game. I think uh, with Rey Mysterio being his uh, partner, you can legitimize it. Uh, give them a win. Give them some momentum to do other things against other people. I got the Mysterios. And that was exactly what I was going to say. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is where you're both wrong. See, this is what's going to happen. What's going to happen is, you see, this is what Dominic wanted all the all along. He told his dad not to interfere in the match, and he did it anyway. So now he's going to get retribution, and he's going to beat the shit out of his own dad and join Rollins and Murphy and Rollins and Murphy are going to win the match. So you just need to get it in your head now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Mysterios are winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, more than likely, but I can't, yeah, I can't just I mean, think off of everything y'all say. Damn. But if you think about it, just rewind a little bit back to, uh, back to whatever pay-per-view was before SummerSlam. So, um, Mysterio loses his eye. So, he loses that match to Rollins. Dominic loses his match to Rollins. So, then you get the tag team match with both of them in there. Like, it only makes sense to have them at least win the tag match. 
over Rollins. Yeah. Or, or, or you can understand end, that neither one of them party, can beat Rick, Seth Rick Rollins, Rollins, so there's no way they can beat him together. Uh, Rollins, you're acting like Rollins is going to take the pinfall. No, it's not. Murphy's going to no, take the pinfall. Murphy's going to Murphy's going to be the one to get pinned. So right. that's how they're going. That's how they're going to win. Murphy's going to get pinned, and it's going to be Dominic that pins Murphy. Probably. So, and then they're going to drink his... Michael Ultra in the ring and throw a party <laughs> with pinatas and everything. <laughs> All right. So we've got um, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Um, Carl, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with the Viper, Randy Orton. Yeah, is that who I picked yesterday? Yeah, that's who you picked yesterday. Yeah, I'm going with Randy. Orton. He's like, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So I'm going with Keith Lee, just because it's his uh his debut match on the main roster, technically. So. Well, his debut match was Monday, but it was a no contest. So but I think he's going to pick up the win, and I think it's going to be with a uh, Drew McIntyre distraction. Yeah, it's going to be Drew McIntyre and all the Titan Trons flicking Orton off, telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> no, he's going to be playing the bagpipes. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> or he or comes every... out in a skirt and uh, moons him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You remember that or no? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, Garrett, who you got? You got Keith Lee? Yep. Yeah. Keith Lee. With his terrible music and his. We can only slightly bask in his glory. Yeah. Can't bask. You can't have no glory wearing that type of ring gear. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. Don't hurt me. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's that? U.S. title match. Apollo versus Bobby Lashley. I'm going with Bobby. Baby. You mean, yeah, can... you, mean uh, you mean Big Dick Dugley? Big Dick Flash? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost Carl again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know he picked Lashley. So I think we're all it's pretty much unanimous on this one. I think we're all picking Lashley right. to win. But we did the we did the same thing last month and we all picked freaking MVP to win. Right. And, <laughs> and Apollo ended up retaining. Um, right. <laughs> it might be a, a repeat again, but we'll see. But I can actually I can see Lashley actually winning the title. Not I agree. But then we actually said the same thing about MVP too. But. Have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got. We had the uh, women's tag team championship match. Bailey and Sasha taking on Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Carl, who you got? Um, I got uh, Bailey and Sasha. Okay. I'm going with uh, Jackson Baszler just so they can do the stupid, unlikely tag team. Partner gimmick, let's lose the titles and then beat the shit out of each other. Storyline. Right. And that's going to happen exactly because Sasha is going to beat the shit out of Bailey 
and Bailey's going to get pinned. Yeah, yeah fool. Right. Yeah, fool. Not going to happen. Happening. They're not getting we'll a turn this early. No. They're not going to do it this early. Right. They're going to build the storyline a little bit longer. They're going to win the titles, build up some more tension. Uh, I think they actually, when they start their feud, they'll feud with the titles. Um, yeah. So you think when they start actually feuding with each other, they'll still be tag team champions? Yep. I can see that happening, too. Like, you can see a little bit of it, um, like, during Sasha's promo tonight on SmackDown. Like, she kind of, like, was giving Bailey that that look, like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. Right. And take your title. Uh, right. So, finally, we got the triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus The Fiend versus Braun Strowman. All right. Uh, Otis cashes it in, makes it a hell of a sale. <laughs> throws, throws Drew McIntyre off the top of the steel uh, cage to a nice table. <laughs> Hangs uh, the fiend from the hell in a cell like Big Boss Man. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they can get away with that now. <laughs> but uh, your original pick was Roman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I think they give him the t- I think they give him the title because um, he's going to be uh, a leader of insurrection, or that's what they should do. Um, and uh, yeah, makes sense. It really does. Like, if you want to legitimize that group, like we said, uh, like we said earlier, putting Roman Reigns at the the head of that group will probably be the the best option. Yep. Uh, I'm going with the Fiend, just because I want the Fiend to retain. Yeah, kind of in between it now, but uh, is, I think I'm still going to stick with night? Roman. Are you going with Roman? No, I'm going with Roman now. Okay. It's piggyback on my answers. Whoa. Man, that's what I always do, remember? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So um just saw some uh pretty uh shocking news here that's that's not wrestling, right. but it's pop culture right. related. Def- definitely need to talk about it. What is it? Uh Chadwick Boseman Chadwick has Boseman. passed away, right? Uh, due to a, a four-year battle with colon cancer, forty-three years old. Right. Wow. Right. That is insane. Right, and no one, none of us even know it. Yeah, that's just wow. Is it, is it like real? We can confirm that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. confirmed. Yeah, 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 confirmed. It's confirmed. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's like getting the news as we're recording the podcast. Also, 
So for people who don't know who that is, uh, if you ever watch a Marvel movie, uh, probably like one of the highest grossing Marvel movies, he's a star actor in it. Right. Yes, Chadwick Boseman was the Black Panther. <laughs> wow. That is, wow. Okay. Man, that sucks. That's that terrible. No. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family. Um, that's right. That's terrible news. Yeah. Wow. But, um, okay. Let's, um, All right, let's uh, let's keep the train rolling here. Uh, we've got um, AEW uh, Dynamite uh, between Saturday and Thursday. We'll just kind of roll them into one, just because a lot of this stuff is going to roll into like each week. Um, we had FTR defeat Private Party. Um, FTR is now being managed by Tully Blanchard, which is probably one of the biggest things that come out of Saturday Day, Saturday Night Dynamite. So that's actually pretty cool, and we're seeing. I think eventually it's going to all come together and we will see that um, four horsemen like stable with uh, Sean Spears, FTR and um, possibly what happened on Thursday night dynamite with um, the tag team gauntlet match with Adam page costing the bucks. their a uh, chance at a, a number one contendership against them. Um, we might see some dissension in which we ended up did seeing, um, as Adam Page was kicked out of the elite. So I think um, Hangman's going to be the fourth men- member of that uh, that team led by Tully Blanchard. More than likely. So I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, let's see. I don't really need to talk about the eight-man tag match. The biggest thing with that is uh, Eddie Kingston had come out um, after the Butcher of the Blade. And the Lucha Bros lost. Uh, pretty much, you know, rallied them together. You know, tell them like you guys are freaking like two of the best tag teams in the world. Why aren't you tag team champions? It's like y'all too busy arguing with each other. You know, instead of going after what you want. So we saw more of that this week um, as the Butcher, the Blade, and Lucha Bros took on the team of Garrison, Pillman Jr., uh, Sonny Kiss, and Joey Janela. Um, they ended up picking up the win Thursday night. Uh, what else we have? Britt Brit Baker sets up a handicap match for Big Swole on Saturday night. Um, for Thursday, uh, Big Swole ends up winning that handicap match with uh, against Penelope Ford and Reba. Rebel. Rebel. Um, as we were kind of watching this as it was going on as we were recording last night, and um, the biggest thing to take away from this is that we all know Rebel can wrestle. Right? What they always have these like types of characters where they make them look like that they can't wrestle, which is going to be the same thing that's going to happen next week when MJF's attorney, who is, we all know is smart, Mark Sterling uh, producer of the uh, major wrestling figure podcast. We all know he can wrestle, but they're probably going to end up making it seem like that. He doesn't know what he's doing. And it's going to be just a quick beat down for uh, Moxley. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. Um, we also had Thunder Rosa uh, showing up on AEW Saturday night, challenging Sheeta 
for the AEW Women's Championship and what was a killer, killer promo from Thunder Rosa. And um, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, um, I retweeted Thunder Rosa's promo. Uh, basically said, if you're not here for Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta, are you even a wrestling fan? Right. Because that match is going to be awesome. Oh, that match is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait for that. Uh, what else we got? So that continued into Thursday. We had a, a nice little video package that included the uh, contract signing between the two of them. Um, and then we got the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament, which AEW finally did something right. Ivelisse and Diamante beat the Nightmare Sisters. And I'm totally here for that. Yep. Uh, what else we got? We got um. So you know, then, uh, Thunder Rosa and Darby Allen are going to join together, uh, and have full face paint. And have full face paint. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say they're going to teach yeah. each other. They're going to teach yeah. each other how to paint the other side of their face. They'll have they'll have full face paint, and they'll join the Nightmare Sisters and be the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had um, th- a Saturday night main event was uh, Brody Lee taking on Cody. Uh, Brody Lee absolutely destroyed Cody. I mean, it was almost a squash match. And, uh, yep. and Brody is our new TNT champion. So we roll into Thursday night with a celebration from the Dark Order. Um, apparently Brody bought a shit ton of lawnmowers and a new car. Um, I believe the lawnmowers are so the dark order can mow Brody's lawn. <laughs> it was for the Mexicals to make their triumphant return to wrestling. Moving <laughs> to Guerrero. Uh, super crazy. Where you guys been? We've been missing you. Um, yeah, uh, psychosis. Psychosis. Yeah. We need you on AEW. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or like he he got a deal with uh, Matt Hardy versus Moore or Lons, but I mean, that's about it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so we ended up having uh, Dustin had hit the ring, and QT was right behind him. They ended up getting beat down. Uh, Scorpio Sky comes in to try to help out, and then we have the return of Matt Cardona, who comes in, and between the four of them, they uh, end up clearing out the Dark Order. Um, and the Dark Order is back out later in the night trying to record uh, uh, recruit Tanera Conti um, as she teamed with Anna Jay uh, for the uh, Women's Tag Team Tournament. Uh, Sammy Guevara puts Matt Hardy through a table uh, to win the table match between the two of them, which was a pretty solid match. And the night ends with Orange Cassidy beating down Chris Jericho. So pretty solid. We also had a solid MJF promo. Um, earlier in the night, too, on Thursday, um, Moxley did sign the contract, so he cannot use the paradigm shift um, during his match with MJF at All Out. You know what he'll do? He'll use it, and he'll be like, oh, wait, it's called Dirty Deeds. My bad. <laughs> well, they also said the double-arm DDT, so, so they phrased Damn. it as both. Yep. So he'll just uh, use one arm. He'll do a one-arm yeah, DDT. He'll do a regular DDT. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's uh, our AEW coverage. We'll get into real quick with Impact. Uh, we kicked off the show with Eddie Edwards defending the um, Impact Championship over Rob Van Dam and his trashy girlfriend. Um, so Edwards retains, gets attacked by Eric Young. Uh, we had some uh, Wrestle House stuff. Um, apparently, if you throw powder in someone's face, you have to yell Fuji or it doesn't count. Yeah. No, correct. So just, just a uh, public service announcement. If you're ever throwing powder in someone's face, you have to yell Fuji. <laughs> Fuji. Unless you're uh, in the guitar, and then you're okay because then you're honky-tonk, man. Yeah, or, or Jeff Jarrett. But afterwards, you got to make sure you say choke on that slap nuts. <laughs> uh, we saw Brian Myers in action, picked up his first win on impact, defeating Willie Mack with a handful of tights. Um, next week's Russell House, we're going to have Taya versus Rosemary, which was set up as um, a winner takes all match, which includes uh, Johnny Bravo, since um, Rosemary has a thing for Bravo. And then the main event was a 30-minute Iron Woman match, Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo. Uh Perrazzo retains the title with a, a two-to-one uh, win. Hell of a match. The finish came with a um, Deanna ended up cracking um, Jordan Grace over the head with the, the title belt. The ref wasn't looking. So pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right. So that's going to wrap up our Get in the Ring segment. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with the uh, our final week of WrestleGeddon trivia uh, since nobody participates anyway. So we're just going to end it on this one and do something else next week. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the WrestleGeddon podcast, and... I wish you guys the best of luck, and I and if you guys have been going strong, I've been. I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime. You know, I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud, and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, the Heat Matthews, Garrett, Mun, and Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross, Carl Crossland. <laughs> sending love to you guys. All right. <laughs> Who better than Canyon? And we're back for the final week of WrestleGen trivia. Well, I guess the answer for next week final week but um so last week's question was uh which of the following was not an original member of the georgia championship wrestling's legion of doom your choices were matt Bourne, jake the snake roberts buzz sawyer or king kong bundy if you knew the answer was buzz sawyer go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned barry horowitz pat on the back because you were correct and uh this week's question is a true or false. Uh, so Rey Mysterio is the inventor of the 619 move. So if you think you know the answer, you can email us at askwrestlegadden at gmail.com or you can answer on any social media post promoting this week's episode. 
Or if you think uh, Eric Young uh, did it, then uh, you're probably on crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, don't really have any figure news this week, but we are going to uh, run some new details regarding the Elite 77 Fiend giveaway. Um, we're actually going to extend that um, to next week's episode. Uh, mainly because there's a lot of people who retweeted that I can't see your username for. Um, basically, what I need you to do, if your profile is set to private and you want to keep it that way, that's cool. I don't want you to change it. Um, you know, you that's your personal preference. But if you want to get into the drawing, I need you to DM me a screenshot of your retweet so I can get your um, username on Twitter. So I can yeah. enter you into the drawing. Um, everyone who has retweeted that I am able to see your retweet for, I do have you on my list. Um, you guys are good to go. So yeah. And if your Twitter is private because you're posting nudes, uh, DM me. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the, pretty much the big thing on that one. So, if you want to get in on the Fiend drawing and your profile is private, just DM me a picture of the retweet or DM the WrestleGun podcast Twitter a picture of the retweet and we'll get you, make sure that you get added into the the drawing for that. So, uh, we just want to, you know, thank everyone for listening and helping us grow the podcast and, you know, retweeting and following us, all that fun stuff. So why not give you a figure that's been, you know, a little hard to find lately and that in the uh, Elite 77 Bray Wyatt, so Fiend figure, so, which is probably like one of the hottest figures to come out this year. So. Yeah. Got one sitting here, waiting, boxed up, ready to go. Just needs a shipping label on it. And we'll get that all straightened out next week and get that out to whoever wins. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's pretty much the biggest thing there. Um, I do want to send a special shout out to the Russell Gunn podcast number one fan, the NWA television champion, the outlandish Zicky Dice. Zicky is getting married this weekend. Huge congratulations to Zicky and his uh, wife to be. Wish you all years of happiness, many many years of happiness. So, pretty psyched, pretty happy about that. Um, he did kick off his. Uh, bachelor party on twitch with some pretty big giveaways so nice pretty cool so ziki's awesome it's probably one of the better wrestlers wrestling right now on the absolutely um, yeah Uh, apparently he was ranked uh number 278 on pwis 500 yeah that's fucking bullshit like if he's not if he's not if he's not in your fucking top 15 you're a fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the, you know, but here's, about the biggest thing with this though is it actually put in there that he was granted his release from nwa and relinquished the nwa television champion championship wow he's going on 180 days as nwa television champion so he's still the reigning nwa television champion yep and still under contract with nwa so <laughs> I know we I know we slipped up and reported that as well, but we we did, you know, run our retraction on the following week. But Zicky is still, according to him, and his official Twitter is still a part of the NWA 
and the NWA Television Champion. So, Garrett, why don't you tell us how much you love Zicky Dice? I mean, he's my favorite wrestler, man. You know, I've never enjoyed such a the blonde-haired uh, machismo than I have in my entire life. He's so great. Why are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so, I ain't gonna lie. So I ain't gonna lie. I was talking about the fanny pack. The fanny pack, Garrett, all that matters. Garrett. So if he was giving away fanny packs, awesome for him. I'm so happy. But as of Zicky Dice, you know, I think you're a great dude. You can wrestle, but you're not my favorite wrestler. Sorry, dude. It's not happening. Dude, tell tell us how you really feel. Just go, you I know, did. full heel. Go full heat on <laughs> full, him, man. You tell go full heat on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Tell them how you really feel. Man, I'll fly. That's going to go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We all know We all know you're not down with the icky. Okay? It's, it's okay. No, that's true. I'm you not don't, scared. You and don't and want... you're scared. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. You don't, you don't want the icky. Garrett's here for the fanny pack. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, we want to give another huge shout-out to Sergeant Slaughter, who celebrated his birthday this past week. Um, happy birthday, Sarge. Um, definitely one of the, the true legends in the business, um, whether it be wrestling or as a spokesperson for G.I. Joe. Uh, definitely brought a lot of memories, especially for us, for um, our childhood, so whether it be through wrestling or through uh, through G.I. Joe. So, huge shout-out to Sarge. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday from all of us here at the WrestleGun Podcast. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. Yeah. Sarge, I'd get these, you know, fat fucks to do some uh, push-ups, but uh, they're not going to do them. So. Yeah, my Carl family might. doing push-ups. So. Carl might. I'll get a half of one. So, so are you challenging <laughs> me to a push-up contest, Garrett? Well, I mean... Whenever you want to do it, sure. I mean, uh... <laughs> uh, awesome. Carl's like, Carl's like, I do a thousand push-ups before no, I, I go do, to work. I can't, I can't do a thousand push-ups, but <laughs> I probably can do more than you. I'm sure you could. Uh, coming to YouTube soon: the Tennessee Jesus and G Money Push-Up Challenge. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for checking this out. Um, the, the winner gets a Alexa Bliss last blow up doll. Oh goodness! Excellent. I kid. So, I kid. Yes. On that note, um, thank you guys for checking this out. Um, be sure to follow some of our friends and check them out as well. Uh, the Run In Podcast. You can find them on Instagram at the Run In Pod. And Twitter at Run In Podcast, another great podcast to listen to. They cover pretty much everything from wrestling to football, baseball, basketball, everything in between, pop culture stuff. So if you're looking for more than just wrestling related topics, things like that, they're definitely one of the better ones to check out. Uh, they're definitely they're on my weekly rotation, my weekly playlist, I should say, uh, for podcasts that I listen to. As well as the uh, Wrestling with the Reality podcast, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at WWR Podcast. And um, yeah, so check those guys out, and then after you listen to us, check them out and give them uh, some reviews, some retweets, some follows, 
uh, just like you would with us. So, um, but we're going to end the show as always with our theme of the week. Uh, and it is G money's pick this week. Garrett, what you got for us? So, uh, I got a, I got us a, an old school, not like old school, old school, like, you know, Carl's, you know, childhood or your childhood old school, but like old school, like current wrestler old school in like a ring of honor theme. You know, we can't be these WWE, uh, you know, always people. So what are you talking uh, picking... about? Like my last few picks have been like impact themes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Carl's are all like the most prolific WWF uh, wrestler there was. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get away from all that, you know, whatever. Leave me alone. Anyways, uh, mine is uh, Tyler Black's Ring of Honor theme. If you don't know who Tyler Black is, if you don't know who Tyler Black is, then you know nothing about wrestling. And that's your fault. Oh, well, excuse me, you act like he's some kind of fucking messiah or something. <laughs> I mean, he might be. He could be. He could be. He could also be. He could also be, uh, you know, the owner of Monday Nights, but who knows? An architect, you would say. Well, just burn the motherfucker down, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we will leave you with Tyler Black's, a.k.a. Seth Rollins' Ring of Honor theme um, as we close the show. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, as always, please um, go to Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us on iTunes. Leave a five-star review for us. Help us get some more exposure. Um, that's pretty much the only way that we want to be exposing ourselves um, is through the ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, the more people that know about us, of course, the more people that are going to listen and enjoy our uh, unique brand of entertainment as we are dubbed the bad boys of the wrestling podcast. Nobody does it like we do. And that's a damn fact. So, on behalf of myself, Kirsten Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mon, and of course, the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, this has been episode 57 of the WrestleGunner Podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Later, Marks. Down, my finger still stinks. I need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keep man. it away from your eye, Carl. Don't touch your eye. <laughs> <laughs> and don't wipe it on people's pillows either. <laughs> <laughs>